Bills fans, it's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings Podcast Network. I want to encourage you to send in your questions during the downtime in the NFL offseason. You can send those in using our voicemail line at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at RumlingsQ&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us, buffalorumlinks at sbnation.com. Plenty of ways to ask your questions for our shows, both in the offseason and during the regular season. I also wanted to make sure to remind you to submit your questions for our Ask Me Anything episode coming up in the next few weeks. We usually do one of those over the summer during the dark days uh, to kind of tide us over. So you can ask me any questions about things that have nothing to do with the Buffalo Bills, how the website works, um, restaurants, breweries, anything that's on your mind. So send in those questions anytime you'd like to the regular question receiving channels. We have our top 10 best value series going on at buffalorumblings.com where we count down the um, the top 10 best values of the Buffalo Bills in 2021 with, based on how much we paid them. We've got our 90 players in 90 days series going on still and will be for some time now uh, where we highlight each player one day and give a full scouting report on each player. We've got our plays that defined the 2021 season uh, starting to wrap up, we just finished um, the regular season finale and we get into the playoffs this week. And then we'll vote it down uh, using brackets all the way to the play that most defines the 2021 season. So there are plenty of great topics over at buffalorumblings.com right now that I wanted to draw your attention to. Even though we are in the off season, uh, we still have lots of coverage both of last season and the coming 2022 season. All right, with that, let's get to your questions. Let's start it off on Instagram. Batman 17 says, Do the Bills have enough opposite of Miller and Rousseau? How are Epinesa and Basham progressing? I think they're comfortable with what they have now. I'm hoping they will take another step forward. So if you're looking at AJ Epinesa and Boogie Basham as your backup rotational pieces, I think that's okay, especially considering how many snaps Von Miller has been used to playing in his career. Um, even though he is getting up there in age, he's played a considerable number of snaps, um, way more than the Bills would ask him to play on a consistent basis. So you also have Shaq Lawson in the mix there, who provides you a nice baseline. You know what to expect from him. You know that he can come in and give you meaningful snaps if he has to, if Boogie Basham or AJ Epinesa don't take that next step. And then you at least have that veteran presence in there. So I think they've done enough at the defensive end position to be comfortable. And really I'm more worried about the pass rush in general than necessarily the defensive end. And I think you're going to see uh, with Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, at Oliver at the defensive tackle position, I think you're going to see even more of a pass rush and more of a pass rush push on the interior of the defensive line. And so I think 
as a whole, I think you should really be happy with what the Bills have done at the pass rush. Um, even if you might not be 100% comfortable with, say, Boogie Basham getting, you know, 35% of the snaps or or 40% of the snaps, or AJ Epinesa for that matter. So, uh, I'm really happy with what they've done this offseason to address the pass rush. You know, they turned over half their defensive line in an attempt to get better at that position. They think the whole thing runs through that position, even though they've invested a ton of money in the back end of their defense. They consistently churn that front four as well to try and find the right mix on the defensive line. And so um, do the Bills have enough opposite of Miller and Rousseau? I think so. Um, And especially because what's going to happen is when you get into crunch time against the Kansas City Chiefs in the fourth quarter and overtime of a playoff game, you'll have a guy like Von Miller who's been there, who's done that, who has stepped up in those huge situations. So Greg Rousseau coming back from you know his first season playing football in a long time. Um, I think he played a lot better than any of us anticipated. Um, having him on one side and Von Miller ready to you know prove that he belongs in those big games over and over and over again. Uh, I think those guys you know in crunch time are going to be what we're really focused on as opposed to like you know with uh, seven minutes left in the second quarter, you know an AJ Epinesa, is a step too slow to get to the cornerback. So I I like what they've done with the pass rush. Um, I think their defensive ends are fine. You know, there's always going to be a weakness on an NFL team. And right now the Bills' weakness could evolve into something better. I mean, I I saw that Bruce Bruce Nolan, uh, one of our podcasters here at Buffalo Rumblings, tweeted out the other day that not every young player is going to improve this offseason and be better in 2022 than they were in 2021. And that's absolutely true. Um, I really hope either AJ Epinesa or Boogie Basham take that next step in 2022. But really, it's all secondary to Greg Rousseau um, playing up to an even higher level in his uh, second season as well. So the Bills have thrown a ton of stuff at the defensive line. Let's see if it works out for them. Thanks for your question over on Instagram. We can be found over there at Buffalo Rumblings. To Twitter we go, where Eric says, This is just an idea for the new stadium. Instead of the Wall of Fame, do what the Yankees have used. A statue garden of all the greats. Something people could go and visit and take pictures with. I don't know about a statue garden, Eric. Um... That's obviously a huge investment of capital. They have the space, obviously, but those are not cheap. Um, I'd be okay with plaques or you know, even just like bringing the Wall of Fame, also ringing the stadium, but also into a separate location on the premises. The fans can visit before or after the game. Um, I don't know if Orchard Park is ever going to be a 365-day-a-year destination for folks to come and visit the mecca that is the Bills Stadium. Um, It just doesn't feel that way to me. I don't know if there's enough around there to make it feel that way. But having a Bills Hall of Fame or even hosting the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame at that location, I think could be you know, something that's worthwhile. And I am hoping that they add stuff like that. Uh, Right now, there's a, a 
a memorial to Bob Kelsu, uh, the Bills player who died in Vietnam. But you would never know where it exists because it's in the administrative building. Um, you have to get past security to actually see it. Um, it's in the vestibule. So I walked in and when security stopped me, they I was just like, oh, just let me take a quick picture and I'll be out of your hair. And so they stood next to me while I took a picture of that Bob Kelsu memorial. Like I said, it's right in the little vestibule of the administrative building at the current stadium. But like being able to celebrate that guy shouldn't be a hassle. Um, being able to celebrate the rest of those bills shouldn't be a hassle. And especially now that you know, some of those players have been on the wall for multiple decades, for a generation, there's some people that don't know who Ed Abramsky is. And so when he passed away this weekend, you know, we, there was lots of eulogies that explained to younger folks who he was having something at the stadium that does that. So you're not just looking at a name on a wall and have to search through your phone and all this other stuff, I think would be a really cool idea. Um, I'm hoping that they incorporate that into whatever design they're doing uh, with the new Bill stadium, having some place where you can learn about some of the great players, the great seasons, the great moments in Buffalo Bills history would be absolutely awesome. And I'm with you on that part of it, Eric. I just don't think a statue garden is um, is in the cards for the Bills. Thanks for that question over at Rumlings Q&A on Twitter. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back. To kick off the second half of the show, let's go back over to Instagram where BLTZip says, I wholeheartedly believe that we lost the first game in 2021 to Pittsburgh because we refrained from playing and resting our st- and rested our starters too much in the preseason and they were too ungelled for our first game. Do you think that this was realized by our coaching staff and do you suppose it was and we plan to fine-tune more for this year's Game 1 against the Rams. There's always a delicate balance in the preseason between getting your team ready and making sure they don't get injured. Last year in particular was the first year with just three preseason games instead of the normal four that we had had before. Before we look at 2021, though, I wanted to take you back to 2020 when the Bills didn't have any preseason games because of COVID-19 and they came out and hung 400 yards of offense on the New York Jets in week one. Then they came out and you know put 500 yards of offense on the Miami Dolphins in week two, um, scored 30 points or right around there in their first four games of the season and really played well right out of the gate, even without any preseason games. So, you might be able to say that they were a little underprepared or undergelled, which is what the word you used on Instagram in 2021. But then that would also mean that they should have been in 2020. Now, this is obviously a very small sample size against individual teams, the Jets and the Steelers. We don't have multiple years of sample size, so it's a little bit too anecdotal for my tastes. I don't know if they were ungelled. I don't know if it was because of Pittsburgh. I don't know if it was because of 
the fact that they only played in three preseason games. But let's at least take a look at your hypothesis for a second. Stefan Diggs played in zero games during the preseason last year. And Emmanuel Sanders played in one preseason game. Similarly, Josh Allen only played in one preseason game last year. So to say that the three of them, just let's say the three of them right now, the top two wide receivers and the quarterback, could have been a little rusty heading into the regular season because they didn't get a chance to play together in the preseason. Part of that was because Sanders was dealing with a foot injury during training camp. They didn't want to rush him back. So does he rush back at whatever age he was in his 30s to play a preseason game? Or do we try to get him ready for the regular season when it really matters? I think most of us were fine with erring on the side of he should be healthy when the regular season starts. Similarly, Diggs was dealing with a knee injury during training camp last year. I would rather have him fully healthy for the season. Really, I'd rather have him fully healthy for the playoffs than being able to play in those preseason games. So that's just like part of that puzzle. Like, were the Bills unprepared for week one? Maybe. But Sanders and Diggs missed a chunk of training camp and preseason games because of injuries. And we wouldn't have wanted them to play through those injuries. So I think we'll take them being rusty as opposed to them being, you know, further injured. The Bills offense did have some pretty good stats in that game, but a lot of those stats came as the Bills were down by 10 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, They closed it to a seven point deficit with five and a half minutes left. But then the Steelers had a nice drive to go back up by 10 with 242 left. And then the Bills had a drive that lasted just under two minutes. Again, Josh Allen finished the day with 30 of 51 passing. That's a lot of passing attempts and only 270 yards. So his completion percentage was good, but they weren't really sure how to take out the Steelers secondary. Um, He was sacked three times. Uh, He ran the ball nine times too, but Devin Singletary had 11 rushes for 72 yards. That's a great day for Devin Singletary. So what was the problem? They just weren't getting enough, stringing enough plays together to get to the first down marker early on in the game. So it did feel like the play calling was a little bit jumbled. It did feel like Josh Allen was a little bit, um, I don't know, erratic's the wrong word for sure. It did feel like they just weren't in sync. I do think with a new play caller in Ken Dorsey that you're going to see more than one game from Josh Allen in the preseason, and I think you should. Um, I They were trying to figure out what the quarterback depth chart was going to look like last year, so sitting down Josh Allen and having those other guys start and play in games, uh, figuring out what you want to do with Jake Fromm in his first NFL game action, I think was beneficial. They don't have that problem now. What they really need to do is get on the same page as an offense with Ken Dorsey as a play caller. So I do think you're going to see more from Josh Allen and the Bills offense this preseason. Of course, if those injuries happen, I'm not going to advocate for the Bills playing their wide receivers or really anyone on their offense through injury. I I don't want that. I'd rather they be healthy for the regular season. But there are going to be growing pains with this Buffalo Bills offense. 
and offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. There just there has to be growing pains there. So it wouldn't surprise me if you saw more from the offense during this preseason, and it wouldn't surprise me if they started slow in the regular season, even with that extra work in the preseason. Thanks for your question. It was a really good observation. Over on Instagram, we're at Buffalo Rumlings, and that's where BLT Zip sent in his question this week, along with L Batman 17 in the first half of the show. You can all send in your questions that way to us. You can also tweet us at Rumlings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can send us a voicemail or a text message at 716-508-0405. You can email us buffalorumlings at sbnation.com. There are plenty of ways to get in touch with the show. As always, voicemails get priority on our show. We didn't have any of them this week, which is why we didn't play any of them for you. It really helps our podcast grow if you make a suggestion to a friend. So rate, review, subscribe, all that great stuff. But reach out and say, hey, have you listened to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network? They've got some great shows over there. Even if you don't like every single show on our network, there's something for everyone between all the different shows that we put out in a week. They're sure to find something that they like. Thanks for listening and go Bills.